Chapter Three of Bellamy, or the History of a Scoundrel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Bellamy, or the History of a Scoundrel, by Guy de Maupassant. Translator unknown. Chapter Three first attempts when georges du roi reached the street he hesitated as to what he should do he felt inclined to stroll along dreaming of the future and inhaling the soft night air but the thought of the series of articles ordered by monsieur walter occurred to him and he decided to return home at once and begin work he walked rapidly along until he came to rue bourseau the tenement in which he lived was occupied by twenty families families of working men and as he mounted the staircase he experienced a sensation of disgust and a desire to live as wealthy men do duroy's room was on the fifth floor he entered it opened his window and looked out the view was anything but prepossessing he turned away thinking this won't do i must go to work so he placed his light upon the table and began to write he dipped his pen into the ink and wrote at the head of his paper in a bold hand souvenirs of a soldier in africa then he cast about for the first phrase he rested his head upon his hand and stared at the blank sheet before him what should he say suddenly he thought I must begin with my departure and he wrote in eighteen seventy four about the fifteenth of may when exhausted france was recruiting after the catastrophe of the terrible years here he stopped short not knowing how to introduce his subject after a few minutes reflection he decided to lay aside that page until the following day and to write a description of algiers he began algiers is a very clean city but he could not continue after an effort he added it is inhabited partly by arabs then he threw his pen upon the table and arose he glanced around his miserable room mentally he rebelled against his poverty and resolved to leave the next day suddenly the desire to work came on him and he tried to begin the article again he had vague ideas of what he wanted to say but he could not express his thoughts in words convinced of his inability he arose once more 
his blood coursing rapidly through his veins he turned to the window just as the train was coming out of the tunnel and his thoughts reverted to his parents he saw their tiny home on the heights overlooking rouen and the valley of the seine his father and mother kept an inn la belle vue at which the citizens of the faubourgs took their lunches on sundays they had wished to make a gentleman of their son and had sent him to college his studies completed he had entered the army with the intention of becoming an officer a colonel or a general but becoming disgusted with military life he determined to try his fortune in paris when his time of service had expired he went thither with what results we have seen he awoke from his reflections as the locomotive whistled shrilly closed his window and began to disrobe muttering Pah, i shall be able to work better to-morrow morning my brain is not clear to-night i have drunk a little too much i can't work well under such circumstances he extinguished his light and fell asleep he awoke early and rising opened his window to inhale the fresh air in a few moments he seated himself at his table dipped his pen in the ink rested his head upon his hand and thought but in vain however he was not discouraged but in thought reassured himself bah, i am not accustomed to it it is a profession that must be learned like all professions someone must help me the first time i'll go to forestier he'll start my article for me in ten minutes when he reached the street duroy decided that it was rather early to present himself at his friend's house so he strolled along under the trees on one of the boulevards for a time on arriving at forestier's door he found his friend going out you here at this hour can i do anything for you duroy stammered in confusion i i cannot write that article on algeria that monsieur walter wants it is not very surprising seeing that i have never written anything it requires practice i could write very rapidly i'm sure if i could make a beginning i have the ideas but i cannot express them he paused and hesitated forestier smiled maliciously i understand that duroy continued yes anyone is liable to have that trouble at the beginning and well i have come to ask you to help me in ten minutes you can set me right you can give me a lesson in style without you i can do nothing 
the other smiled gaily he patted his companion's arm and said to him go to my wife she will help you better than i can i have trained her for that work i have not time this morning or i would do it willingly but duroy hesitated at this hour i cannot inquire for her oh yes you can she has risen you will find her in my study i will go but i shall tell her you sent me forestier walked away and duroy slowly ascended the stairs wondering what he should say and what kind of a reception he would receive the servant who opened the door said monsieur has gone out duroy replied ask madame forestier if she will see me and tell her that monsieur forestier whom i met on the street sent me the lackey soon returned and ushered duroy into madame's presence she was seated at a table and extended her hand to him so soon said she it was not a reproach but a simple question he stammered i did not want to come up madame but your husband whom i met below insisted i dare scarcely tell you my errand i worked late last night and early this morning to write the article on algeria which m walter wants and i did not succeed i destroyed all my attempts i am not accustomed to the work and i came to ask forestier to assist me this once she interrupted with a laugh and he sent you to me yes madame he said you could help me better than he but i dared not i did not like to she rose it will be delightful to work together that way i am charmed with your idea wait take my chair for they know my handwriting on the paper we will write a successful article she took a cigarette from the mantelpiece and lighted it i cannot work without smoking she said what are you going to say he looked at her in astonishment i do not know i came here to find that out she replied i will manage it all right i will make the sauce but i must have the dish she questioned him in detail and finally said now we will begin first of all we will suppose that you are addressing a friend which will allow us scope for remarks of all kinds begin this way my dear henry you wish to know something about algeria you shall then followed a brilliantly worded description of algeria and of the port of algiers an excursion to the province of oran a visit to saida and an adventure with a pretty spanish maid employed in a factory when the article was concluded 
he could find no words of thanks he was happy to be near her grateful for and delighted with their growing intimacy it seemed to him that everything about him was a part of her even to the books upon the shelves the chairs the furniture the air all were permeated with that delightful fragrance peculiar to her she asked bluntly what do you think of my friend madame de marelle i think her very fascinating he said and he would have liked to add but not as much so as you he had not the courage to do so she continued if you only knew how comical original and intelligent she is she is a true bohemian it is for that reason that her husband no longer loves her he only sees her defects and none of her good qualities duroy was surprised to hear that madame de marelle was married what he asked is she married what does her husband do madame forestier shrugged her shoulders oh he is superintendent of a railroad he is in paris a week out of each month his wife calls it holy week or the week of duty when you get better acquainted with her you will see how witty she is come here and see her some day as she spoke the door opened noiselessly and a gentleman entered unannounced he halted on seeing a man for a moment madame forestier seemed confused then she said in a natural voice though her cheeks were tinged with a blush come in my dear sir allow me to present to you an old comrade of charles monsieur georges duroy a future journalist then in a different tone she said our best and dearest friend count de vaudrec the two men bowed gazed into one another's eyes and then duroy took his leave neither tried to detain him on reaching the street he felt sad and uncomfortable count de vaudrec's face was constantly before him it seemed to him that the man was displeased at finding him tete-a-tete -tete with madame forestier though why he should be he could not divine to while away the time until three o'clock he lunched at duval's and then lounged along the boulevard when the clock chimed the hour of his appointment he climbed the stairs leading to the office of la vie francaise duroy asked is monsieur walter in monsieur walter is engaged was the reply will you please take a seat duroy waited twenty minutes then he turned to the clerk and said monsieur walter had an appointment with me at three o'clock 
at any rate see if my friend monsieur forestier is here he was conducted along a corridor and ushered into a large room in which four men were writing at a table forestier was standing before the fireplace smoking a cigarette after listening to duroy's story he said come with me i will take you to monsieur walter or else you might remain here until seven o'clock they entered the manager's room norbert de varenne was writing an article seated in an easy chair jacques rival stretched upon a divan was smoking a cigar the room had the peculiar odour familiar to all journalists when they approached m walter forestier said here is my friend duroy the manager looked keenly at the young man and asked have you brought my article duroy drew the sheets of manuscript from his pocket here they are monsieur the manager seemed delighted and said with a smile very good you are a man of your word need i look over it forestier but forestier hastened to reply it is not necessary monsieur walter i helped him in order to initiate him into the profession it is very good then bending towards him he whispered you know you promised to engage duroy to replace marambot will you allow me to retain him on the same terms certainly taking his friend's arm the journalist drew him away while m walter returned to the game of écarté he had been engaged in when they entered forestier and duroy returned to the room in which georges had found his friend the latter said to his new reporter you must come here every day at three o'clock and i will tell you what places to go to first of all i shall give you a letter of introduction to the chief of the police who will in turn introduce you to one of his employees you can arrange with him for all important news official and semi-official for details you can apply to saint-potin who is posted you will see him to-morrow above all you must learn to make your way everywhere in spite of closed doors you will receive two hundred francs a month two sous a line for original matter and two sous a line for articles you are ordered to write on different subjects what shall i do to-day asked duroy i have no work for you to-day you can go if you wish to and our, our article oh do not worry about it i will correct the proofs do the rest to-morrow and come here at three o'clock as you did to-day and after shaking hands duroy descended the staircase with a light heart End of chapter 3
Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey.